Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us online again. Uh, good Friday. Here we are. And it's different, probably than you might have ever had a Good Friday service in your life. But uh, we're so thankful that we could still gather and worship together. And, and really, just like we celebrated the uh, Lord's Supper a few months ago around tables in the church, this is what it's really about, uh, being together with family, uh, just worshiping in your household, really every time that we remember the sacrifice Jesus made for us. This is what we do together. So I'm here with Justin and Allison, uh, not together. We're recording in uh, separate houses, separate cities right now, uh, but we're super excited to lead you in a time of worship together. Please join with us as we sing. my mind to Calvary where Jesus bled and died for me I see his wounds his hands his feet my Savior on that cursed tree His body bound and drenched in tears, they laid him down in Joseph's tomb, the entrance by heavy stone, the
my days transfixed on Jesus' The cross, a brutal instrument of torture leading to death. It was usually reserved for the worst of criminals. It was a symbol of Roman rule, a means of excruciating execution. But now it's empty, quiet, almost peaceful. And only Jesus could transform something so horrible into something so wonderful. On this Good Friday, we remember. We remember with great hope for today and for our future. But on that Friday, it was different. Let's go back to that day, allowing a collection of readings from Matthew 27, Luke 15, Mark chapter 23, and John chapter 19, to take us back. So they took Jesus away to be crucified, to Golgotha, the place of the skull. A large crowd trailed behind. There they nailed him to a cross. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. The soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. The crowd watched. Some of them shouted abuse. The leaders scoffed, and the soldiers mocked, saying things like, He saved others. Why can't he save himself? If you come down from that cross, we will believe in you. A sign was fastened above his head that read, This is Jesus, King of the Jews. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. 
Then at three o'clock, Jesus called out in a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And then he said, It is finished. And with those words, he breathed his last. At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split apart, and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. The Roman officer and the other soldiers at the crucifixion were terrified by the earthquake and all that had happened. They said, this man truly was the Son of God. And many women who had come from Galilee with Jesus to care for him were watching from a distance. Imagine standing at the foot of the cross, that brutal instrument of death. We are told that many were gathered watching from a distance. Amongst them were Mary Magdalene. She had been healed by Jesus. Salome, the mother of James and John. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as John himself. Jesus' other disciples, who in the past had been following him so closely, well, it appears they have fled in fear. And in that moment, Upon the cross, the weight of the world's sin upon the shoulders of Jesus. He was alone. There was no one on earth who could help him. And his Father in heaven needed to leave Jesus to die in order to accomplish the task that he had come to fulfill. This was the reason that he walked on the earth, so that he could die, so that he could die for our sins, giving us the freedom from the consequences of our sin. Jesus died in our place. The tearing of the temple curtain signified a new unlimited access to God. What was limited to the high priest to enter on our behalf has now been opened up for each of us to commune personally with God. And so we gather today in our homes, but to remember, kind of like the disciples did with food on the table, for them, in the week before Jesus' death, they didn't quite get it. But on the other side of the cross, we do. And now, Pastor Rob is going to lead us in a time of communion as we remember Jesus. So, Jesus asked his disciples to do this in memory of me, which is to say, him, Jesus. Now, they knew what he meant. Might not have made as much sense to them at their last supper together. 
But maybe now, since his death, burial, and resurrection, it made more sense. Take bread and wine or juice, just as we have here. To do just as he did with them at their last supper together and use them as symbols. To remember that Jesus gave his life to save them and to save anybody who would believe in Jesus. Saving us from the judgment of our sin and saving us for eternal life. The bread is a picture of Jesus' broken body. The juice, a picture of Jesus' shed blood. You see, because God is holy, he will judge all that is evil and hurtful and wicked and wrong, what the Bible calls sin. And the only way for us to be saved from God's judgment of our sin is by faith in Jesus Christ. By believing in him, our sins are forgiven. And someday, we will be raised from the dead just like him. Woohoo! That's going to be awesome. Tell me, what do you know about Jesus? Do you believe in him? Communion is for people who know and who believe in Jesus Christ, to remember what he has done for us. As is the tradition at Cedar Valley Church, we'll let our parents decide where their children are at in that journey of knowing and believing in Jesus for their kids to take part in communion or not. But before any of us do, we need to examine ourselves, says the Bible. We need to take some time to think about Jesus, what he means to us, what the bread and the juice mean and represent, our forgiveness, and how we can live for Jesus. I'll let you do that on your own and let you then share the bread and juice around your tables on your own after I pray a kind of prayer that you could pray as you celebrate communion where you are. Let's do that. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for sending your son to show us your love, to save us from our sin, and to set up your kingdom of love and forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Thank you, Jesus, that your death gives me life. I remember today using this bread that your body was broken for me. I remember today using this juice that your blood was shed for me. I take them into my body to help me remember you. You are my Lord and my Savior and my friend. I want to recommit my life to you today. Fill me with your powerful spirit. Help me to hold this fresh remembrance of you and your story close to my heart. And help me to share the message of your forgiveness and love as you give me opportunity. 
In your precious name, I pray these things. Amen. Grace and peace to you, Cedar Valley Church, this Good Friday. You may take the elements when you're ready and after you have taken some time for self-examination. Thank you.